0: And now a message from the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo.
1: Hello. I am New York state governor, Andrew Cuomo, and I would like you to read my latest book on my coronavirus response, If I Didn't Do It. Out in paperback now, forward by OJ Simpson, really good guy. Uh, big thanks to Ted Cruz. You know, it was a big news week. Uh, it was really nice they had to take some of the heat off of me. It's nice to not be the only politician that people are demanding resign in disgrace. But look, let's get right to it. Alright, a lot of people are mad, okay? They think, because uh, they didn't count the nursing home deaths that happened outside of the nursing home that suddenly, you know, the count is off. Uh, you know, it, it's still not. It's it, it doesn't make sense, people. You got to think about it, okay? Look, uh, I, I'm up here in uh, uh, in Longening Shadows Nursing Facility on 168th Street, and all of the people here are fine. Hey, save me a seat at that back gaming table, okay? Come on, see who we got over here. Hey, we got the whole crew is here today. Jimmy, John, Elmira. Hey, why not you turn off that Rachel Maddow. Put on a little Chris Cuomo. You'll live longer. No, seriously, you guys. You'll live longer.
0: Oof.
1: This whole place is packed today, so bear with me. Bear with me. Let's see. We oh, here we go. Oh, sorry. Marty's in the tub. Marty's in the tub. Would a nursing home who lost all its residents have a full, fully stocked pantry? I didn't think so. Come on. Back in. I get next game, guys. Yeah. Got a lot of food in here. See, it don't. Look, these are serious accusations, okay? I'm the governor of New York State. I'm not just some yuts from Long Island doing a bad accent. Look, as you can see, it's packed here, okay? It's as plain as the $3,000 suit on my back. I'm Andrew Cuomo, and when it comes to this whole coronavirus shenanigans, I want you to forget about it. Seriously, forget about it, I'll fucking kill you.
2: in beautiful Parkchester the Bronx, it's Electoral Dysfunction. Now, here's your host, Tom Brennan. Hey everyone, welcome back to Electoral Dysfunction, the show where comedians and experts debate the news of the week from the safety of their quarantine. I'm your host, Tom Brennan. Thank you for joining us for another week. And thank you to Governor Cuomo, uh, aka Andrew Kimmler. Uh, some yeah, it's from Long Island with a bad accent for, uh, for our opener there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, before we get going today, uh, a little bit of business. Uh, March 20th, mark down on your calendar. Saturday, March 20th, 8 p.m. We're going to be doing a live show with our pals at Frigid New York. Uh, ticket information, all that stuff uh, will be out soon, and we will drop it as soon as we have it, but save the date. Uh, It's our one-year anniversary of going from a 90-seat theater, rest in peace, the pit, uh, to uh, doing this show from our bedrooms. Uh, So please join us as we celebrate and look back on the fucking year. Um, With that, we got a great panel today. Uh, I guess there's no reason to waste time, is there? No, none. Uh, So Ned Thorne, star wiping me to the panel. And join me in welcoming this week's panel. First up, uh, very excited to have her back on the show, one of the co-hosts of DTF, the Daryl and Timmery Fun Hour, uh, and check out her website, sexwithtimory.com. Dr. Timory Schmidt is back. Hey, Timory, how are you?
3: Hello, I am fantastic. This room was covered in syrup a few hours ago, speaking of burlesque.
2: Sure. Oh, what a career you have. (laughs) How sweet. But I was like, if someone just, like, dropped a, like, like, didn't say who it was, but it's like, hey, Tom, a friend of yours had a room that was covered in syrup a few hours ago. I'd be like, well, timory has got to be one of the five people. (laughs) (laughs) Towards the top. Uh, Welcome back. Uh, Also with us, very funny comedian from the old school sketch sketch comedy uh, uh, community. Also a deacon. Also an Air National Guard veteran. Uh, G.I. Joe character that was never created, Hannah Bell. Hey, Hannah, how are you? <laughs> Hi,
4: Tom. Thanks for having me.
2: They, did you have a call sign in the Air National Guard? I've been meaning to ask you this forever.
4: <laughs> no, no. Uh, one of my friend's call signs is Cadillac, but I, I worked on the equipment that air traffic controllers use, mm-hmm. uh, so I didn't necessarily get to be on the radio.
2: Well, I'm still going to say that from now on, your call sign is Deacon. There you're done. <laughs> or Unstop a Bell, whichever you like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Next up, coming to us from the great city of Greensboro, North Carolina, North Carolina policy watch's own Joe Killian. Hey, Joe, how are you? Doing okay. Excellent. Welcome back to the show. And, of course, uh, Bloomberg Opinion's own uh, editorial columnist, hero to millions, villain to millions more, Robert George. Hey, Robert, how are you?
0: Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good Saturday. I, I mean, I got up early today and, you know, uh, truddled off all the way from my place in northern Manhattan down to Brooklyn so um, I could uh, get my, uh, all my material together to my tax accountant, you know, and uh, ran a couple of other errands Also, I could be back here and, you know, recording our fine, fine uh, podcast. Um, I do have another possible c- call sign for Hannah. She could go with cool Hannah Bell which is like a, uh, you know, which is a wink to cool Papa Bell, who was one of the uh, great titans of the Negro Leagues. So, you know, that would be, a, that would also be kind of a cool, uh, that would be kind of a neat, um, a neat call sign to have as well. So. There you That's go. What- Everything
2: do you one. want to explain
5: <laughs> for 10 minutes after you tell people what it is it oh,
0: actually, wait a second was that was it the guy from the negro leagues or was it the guy who yeah. founded cool in the gang i get confused but it's one <laughs> the of the important thing things, is <laughs> hannah we need you to travel back in
2: time <laughs> and, use <this> call sign <laughs> and then come back to us with a report <laughs>
3: hannah this is i'm probably gonna annoy you with this question but do you get hannah
4: bell liquor a lot i get hannah belector i actually Lechera. wanted to be a professional wrestler in middle school so i was going to be <laughs> Hannibal Lecter, the Man Eater, and I was only going to fight male wrestlers, and I hey. would have to kind of choke out submission move. Good question. Reverse like
2: awesome. Kaufman. Wow, that was good. Uh, <laughs> this really went to a wonderful place. And it <laughs> bodes well for the rest of the show. Uh, so, so let's let's hop right into it. Uh, big story of the week: uh, uh, the great state of Texas is in some dire straits right now. Winter weather uh, last week weekend. Uh, basically took down their privately run power grid for the state, uh, has led to, to millions of blackouts, of, of freezing temperatures, heats out, powers out. Uh, uh, frozen, and, uh,
0: frozen, frozen pipes,
2: which frozen led pipes, to lack of water. Lack of water, yeah, it is a, a, a fairly dire situation. Uh, and I'm gonna start off just by saying right now, and I said this on Twitter, I wanna say it again, I, I cannot abide, and I say this like as someone, Robert, you know we've been doing this show for a long time, there's one thing I love to do is to dump on Republicans. So I'm gonna dump on on some of my my friends on the left who have been posting like, oh well, shouldn't have voted for Republicans, Texas, womp womp, because it just drives, first of all, like have some humanity. Second of all, like I I post this on like I think only slightly more people voted for Joe Biden in the state of New York than voted for him in the state of Texas. So you're saying those people should be screwed? It's like it is a like fascinating like that sort of reaction of like of like who's it uh what's her face play diana troy on star trek the next generation posted on twitter Uh she's (laughs) (laughs) posted like it's like i feel bad but the mean girl in me wants to say that's what you get for how you vote and i was like or you could just not say that you could have just not said that your character for years was someone who was like have empathy for other people (laughs) and
0: one in and one in particular uh, detective tom Uh, th- oh, did the... I do something? Is this going to be about me? No, <laughs> no, 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 this is, it's a serious point uh, supporting what you're saying. Um, that, uh, but, but it goes to the point you were making about, uh, you know, uh, populations in, in, different, um, in different states. Um, some of the hardest hits, the hardest hit parts of Texas are some of the bluest parts, um, uh, Austin, um, Dallas, um, uh, Houston, um, for you know for you know for example uh because texas like um l- like other states um the the urban areas not not always not not 100% but urban areas tend to tend to trend blue and rural areas tend to uh, tend to t- trend red so yeah um you know dunking dunking on a state um because it um because it doesn't uh um, because it doesn't vote the right way um, is 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 unseemly, uh, uh, ugly, uh, inhumane, uh, and uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. I mean, and, and by the way, the, the the right does the same thing when they um, when they dunk on when they dunk on California, and in fact, there's a there's a there's a, a lot of, of, of because a lot of it,
2: leaders it, from the great state of Texas have been you know well
0: yeah they the were they were dunking all those guys. Not you know the, the, those, the, the, the blackouts um, the, the blackouts that were going on in in California and the and the wildfires and things like that. You know those kind of things don't really care what your ideology is, um, but there there are a heck of a lot of there a heck, of a, lot of, heck of a lot of Republicans that lost power, heck of a lot of Republicans that lost uh, lost homes when the wildfires and the mudslides and all this other kind of stuff was going on. And uh, yeah, so uh, lesson, to, lesson to both sides, you know, j- just show some humanity and you know STFU um, uh, when when people are uh, when people are going through some misery.
2: Yeah, and beyond political ideology, like I don't know the exact stats, but again, if it's gonna be urban areas that are hit and poorer areas that are gonna be hit, uh, like odds are, you know, it's America, those tend to be less white parts of the world. So uh it's uh it's 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 uh, upsetting to watch to to say the least. But how this happened, you know, is the the background a little bit is just like te- state of Texas has its own power grid and its own power grid that is privately run with sort of like sort of like a public-private partnership and that like a private company actually runs and operates things in the public, the, the state of Texas has <clears throat> some oversight. Uh, to give you a little bit of an idea of how the Texas government works though, a fun fact I learned on a visit to the state capital of Texas a few years ago is that the Texas state legislature goes from January to June every other year. <laughs> so hi, <laughs> oh yep here's your law of uh, fair government for you, yeah, uh, so if there is oversight for these various uh, for these various companies, my guess is you know it's it 's been a while since they 've gotten to them i'm curious though, just like for all of us and and you know I, i'd say to people listening, uh, we had reached out to a few of our guests from the past who either live in or are from Texas, unfortunately, they were not available today, so we are speaking from a place of not having lived there but <clears throat> You know, we've still—we've all, all got friends there, though. We've all got friends yeah. there, and we've all, yeah. you know, also been on the receiving end of bad government decisions affecting where we live. Uh, so, I'm curious, thoughts watching this this unfold, Tamara?
3: Right? I've got a lot of friends there, and, and actually, my partner used to live in Texas, and uh, one of my best friends is from Texas. Has only lived here for a few years, so we have a lot of direct contact with people who just got their water back yesterday, or whatever um i can't remember who it was i was talking to somebody had walked to the store to try to go get something and saw a person frozen to death on the sidewalk like yeah like horrific and then i had this incredibly stupid question which was like if your water is not running where are you going to the bathroom and then i found out the upside of texas is that they have backyards and i was like man because i live in the city where would i where would i go (laughs) so i was like at least at least I know of all the horrible things you can just poop in your
0: yard. <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Yeah, but that's I that, have an upside." I would say like that's you a say that's that, that, like a relatively a small. That's I don't that, that's that's not that, I don't know how large um, a segment of that is because I mean again you got a lot of people in the, in the big cities yeah. <laughs> who are who have to who are living in apartment buildings and stuff like that yeah. where yeah they don't have yeah. any hedgehog either. Well, no, yeah. and it's
2: interesting to hear that because like you say that and like it it. Because we're talking about a bathroom, it sounds like a joke, but a thing I've been dealing with in the pandemic is, like, if I'm going from point A to point B, all the places where I used to know I could use the bathroom aren't letting people use it anymore. It's real. It's like, imagine that, except, you know, also there's freezing temperatures and your entire area around you is falling apart.
3: Yeah, like, I'm in an old-ass building, and we, we are routinely <clears> just, like, without heat for, like, a day or two every winter. And in fact, I think it was, like, two days ago, we were just out for, like, 24 hours. But, like, I could still you know, use the water. I still had electricity. All things considered it was fine. But it's just like those tiny, um it's not tiny. It's like the things that we take for granted that changes the entire nature of your functioning. And it's like people would be like, you gotta boil your water. Boil what water?
2: Yeah. You
4: know? With what? Exactly. <laughs> I'd, like uh, I'd like to jump in. Hi, Ooh. Hannah. Call sign the freaking deacon. Um <laughs> right?
0: the freaking what? Uh, The Freaking Deacon. I like it. Freaking Deacon. There
4: you go. Um, So my college mentor is in Dallas, Fort Worth, and she luckily did not lose power or water, but she and her husband who lived in North Dakota for a decade or more got snowed in in Texas. They're like, (laughs) I never got snowed in in Fargo, but here I am snowed in in Texas. Good thing I have these resources that I need. Um, and I think it's just another opportunity. The pandemic keeps inviting us to be compassionate, to show some empathy. That's what our country needs. Is not a, like a ha ha, fuck you, you're out of power. It's a, oh my gosh, that's awful. How can I, can I help you? Can I at least listen? You know, can yeah.
0: I- Oh, enough of that bullshit, to- Hannah. Who cares about
2: that crap, really? But I'd say, especially, I do. <laughs> especially jumping off of a thought I had uh, earlier today is it's like, especially it's a part of the world that is not used to snowstorms at all. And right. like, certainly you would. I, it, is a, it is a bad thing that your state government doesn't prepare for everything and should. But I think back to when Hurricane Sandy hit New York City, no one was like, how come you guys aren't prepared for the kind of hurricanes that normally hit Florida and Texas but have not hit New York? often at all <laughs> it's like because we're like we, this never happens here we didn't know uh like we you know i think you make a good point too about, about, right? no i was just gonna
5: say, i think you make a good point about people having this idea of texas that really has nothing to do with how Texas really. I mean I got I got yeah. friends in Texas but they're all in Austin and Houston and what they've been saying is that you know they the, both of them also lived in North Carolina, also lived in New York, also lived in Chicago and the neighborhoods that they live in in Austin and Texas in, in Austin and Houston are more international, they're more multinational, they're more multi-ethnic, they're more politically mixed. Um, you know, than, than, any of the places that they've lived anywhere. And people have this idea that it's all, you know, 10 gallon hats and confederate flags, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not and, the, and that to that bathroom question they're you know, unfortunately their, their experience seems to be that the answer is sort of like in the devil's advocate when Keanu Reeves goes over to, to uh, Al Pacino's house and finds that there's no bed and says, where does he sleep? They say, who says he sleeps? Where does he fuck? Everywhere. It's apparently just everywhere. <laughs> is where the bathroom yeah. is, at least in Houston. <laughs>
2: Yeah, everyone's there's a big run on 10 gallon hats now in the city of Houston for completely different
0: reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: uh, yeah, and I would add to that just have to say, uh, you know, likewise, my my sister just moved back up here, but she and her husband lived in Texas for about six years or so. My brother in law is Doug Ackerman, it's been on the show before, lifelong Texan. Uh, I've spent some time out there, and yeah, exactly. It's it is. You know, it it is like there's this thought of everyone like ah Texas those jerks and I'm like I if you drop some of these people on an average street in Te- in Houston they might assume they're in New York City or somewhere and like just be like it's it is a as diverse like again we shouldn't also just help out the people that politically voted the same way we did but to kind of like write it off exactly write it off as like like the villains from the Dukes of Hazard
0: <laughs> everywhere getting their just desserts is crazy well, well it, Tom. But- T- Tom, mm-hmm. now, now that we've uh, done, I think, the, the, the appropriate um, uh, uh, nodding towards uh, showing empathy and sympathy for mm-hmm. uh, all all Texans, um, you know, regardless of whether they're Republican or, or Demo- De- Democrat, they are human beings. Like go after um, their electeds. Um, can we now go after their electeds? Because yes, absolutely. Uh, because because uh, as the saying goes, um, I have some thoughts.
2: We'll get to Ted Cruz. <laughs> But I would suggest no, we no, start no. With I, I, I don't.
0: I, don't I, not, <laughs> I think I think Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz we'll is a get different to that. But I mean, we, I think we need to talk. We need to talk about um, the, 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 uh, the 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 the, the, po- the political and the socio-cultural aspect, uh, the social-political aspect of Texas that um, has either contributed to um, what's going on or has not um, helped in, in, actually de- in actually dealing with it. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, w- w- the, the, one of the first things that came out was uh, when everything was frozen, you had all of these Republicans rushing to, um, to blame you know, the Green New Deal, which by the way, as a, um, as an erstwhile Republican myself, itself, I have a whole lot of I, I have a whole lot of issues with with that, and I'm more than willing I'm more than willing to debate about it for costs and, and, and all kinds of and all kinds of and all kinds of stuff. Um, but the the, the 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 initial blame of well, you know, this happened because the uh, the wind turbines um, the wind turbines froze, and this just goes to show you that you know this renewable stuff you can't. You, the fact is. The the weather the blizzard the free the the, the deep freeze that they went through um, it froze some of the wind turbines first of all the wind t- turbines supplied like less than ten percent of all the po- of all the power the problem was it 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 froze uh, it, it froze the the, the, the general grid the general grid itself it it froze. Uh, um, Oil, oil refineries. It froze uh, coal. The coal plants. It froze. It froze. It froze everything. And to to just try and blame it um, on, you know, on green politics. Green politics was ridiculous. That's number
2: one. That was in general. I would say just jumping off of that. In general. I'm open to debating whether or not policy works. I think you should not be allowed to blame a policy that has not been passed into law and does not and in your state or country. For
0: so, a but the ridiculous thing was you had That's the governor. That's just me. The, yeah, the governor Greg Abbott, you know, rushing rushing on to Sean Hannity's show to try and blame it on Green New Deal. So that was that was bad enough. Then um, Rick Rick Perry. Greg Abbott's um, predecessor um, jumps in and says, "And says, um, you know, well, um, uh, Texans, Texans are, you know, are, are, are willing to, you know, go, go through this for like another three days, um, you know, rather than have to deal with uh, um, what, uh, you know, uh, 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 with, with the federal regulations um, that might that might yeah. come in." You I'd know, like to see
2: the polling on that.
0: <laughs> well, you know, one of the things, one of the things that Republicans um, often point out, and it's, 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 um and, and not always, not always unfairly is when they say, they say that um, uh, liberals, progressives are, you know, are so are so out of touch that they're, you know, that they're, 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 they're willing, um, they're they're willing to try and abolish you know, abolish the um, abolish the police or defund defund the police, even though it's gonna it's gonna uh, even though it's gonna might might hurt um, poor people uh, and, and people of color and so forth, just to prove a political point. Well, hello, here comes Mr. Rick Perry. Hold my, you know, hold hold my hold my beer. It's just it's just it's just absurd to make that kind of a statement. To his credit somebody must have whispered in Rick Perry's ear um, late in the week, and he, he started to back away from that and says, well, you know, we, we do have to take a look at some of these policies that, that, uh, that, that, uh, that have happened. And finally, Rick Perry was governor 10 years ago, when a similar kind of a weather hazard came through Texas with a blizzard, knocked things out, and there were all of these recommendations um to to help uh to the the recommendations to weatherize um uh, the the energy generating sector and with the sole exception of el paso which is on a separate um electrical grid um the rest of the state didn't do that and here we are okay end of rant That's
2: a, that was a good rant that was a solid robert george rant that was a <laughs> That's going to go in the, go in the all-star game of your rants. Uh, let's it's talk not, a little bit about, thing. sorry,
5: go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say the whole thing, like watching it unfold, it made me think about that great uh, P.J. O'Rourke line that, uh, you know, Democrats tell you that, you know, the government can make you taller and more handsome and kill the crabgrass on your lawn. And Republicans tell you the government doesn't work and they get elected and prove it. You know, it's <laughs> like, it's like uh, the, the, well, it, you, you guys see this story about the, the mayor of Colorado city, Texas, who yeah. had this yes. Facebook rant about how you know the government is not here to help you in times like yeah. these and it's survival of the fittest or whatever? And I just thought, yeah, he believes that shit. Yeah. That's why we're that's why we're, that's why we're here. It's not an accident.
0: And this is well, a bozo, a bozo that, who uh... couldn't spell who couldn't who couldn't spell for shit in his own post. And even he in 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 freaking Texas uh, ended up being so um, um, uh, uh, um, slammed. Uh, by all um, by all sides he ended up having to resign so there I you go I don't know
2: this about that specific city but a thought i immediately had a lot of your smaller cities in texas have the council manager system which means that like mm-hmm. there's a mayor who is elected to like in that sort of figurehead status but someone else who actually runs things I was just imagining that council manager like reading that post and being like, come the fuck on, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to get lights back on here. (laughs) I feel like this
3: Uh, does actually kind of go segue into the Ted Cruz thing. I think we're just like, we're, you know, ready, ready to rip this dude's head off because nobody liked him before, you know? Uh, But the, the apologists for him, basically their, their argument is, well, why would you expect him to do anything? Like, Like, the the ultimate purpose of representatives to them is just to have power in the Senate. Like, why would he be expected to be a leader? Why would we look at him and expect him to do something with his power or his connections? Like, that's not what government's for. Government is not intended to do that. And then, yeah, they just, they literally think of government, it seems like, just as a power grab, like a football game. It has nothing to do with the day-to-day infrastructure. And I think that 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 just really shows that division ideologically in what the purpose of government is. And so when people see him go on vacation, they're like, yeah, what was he going to do? He's a senator. It's not like he's the governor. He's not local. And it's like Beto isn't a congressperson anymore, but he was doing stuff. And AOC, who represents an entirely different part of the country, was doing stuff because they got into government as a means of like doing
0: things. You know, Not um, uh, just. I just want to, you know, um, uh, you know, Terry, it, that's it, absolutely right. Um, now, on, on my Facebook page, um, unless I'm um, uh, um, unless I'm posting, um, putting on one of my uh, put, you know, um, putting up uh, one of my columns or something like that, um, uh, I I stopped putting political stuff on on Facebook um, because uh, I just. Was tired of having to try and um, police um, stuff between yeah. my friends on the far left and my friends right. on the not even left far, but just left and right and I just yeah. had, was tired of having to try and no you go to your room you go to your room now, that kind don't of talk enough
2: about the general stress of being like ugh some guy I went to middle school with and uh, someone from my improv theater really disagree with my aunt <laughs> yeah
0: no <laughs> it, 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 exactly so so unless so, so the only things that really go on Facebook that are you know, um, some you know, some family stuff, you know, if my you know, my nieces uh, are visiting or something like that. Uh, or uh, or uh, if there's like a really good joke or pun that I put on Twitter, I feel not this is the really thing. This <laughs> like, is something this will not look even at have to really face good...
2: Suggests that we both would like an answer to your definition of very good.
0: <laughs> so that will go on. So when the Ted Cruz thing broke, um I, I, I put it up on Twitter uh, and this was before. This is when it was in that gray area, whether people are not sure whether they should share it because it, it could have been him, but he had the mask on. Was it yeah. really him? But I figured, look, I'm pretty sure this is him. I'm putting, yeah. it, and I said, if it's not him, I can take this down. So I put, so I put up um, on Twitter, uh, Ted Ted Cruz, 2024. Um, yes, we Cancun. Right. Nice. So <laughs> All right, that's pretty good. <laughs> So thank I you.
2: I
4: did see
2: Sorry. that, and I did like that. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah. So we're, I, so we're equally it, responsible for this.
0: So I put so I put it on so I put that onto I put that onto, on 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 I put that onto Facebook, and generally speaking, everybody you know le, le, whether they were left, right, you know, whatever they they, they thought it was they, they thought it was funny. Two exceptions. One, to Tom's point, guy I went to high school with, and this other guy who I who is, who is? I can't even really call him a friend per se. He, we friended each other on Facebook because- Oh, he's way, gonna watch this and find out you're not friends. Well, saying, whatever. That's
2: uh, gonna break was his saying, heart. Yeah. The guy with Ted Cruz, <laughs> isn't it?
0: It's Ted Cruz. <laughs> well, actually, Ted Cruz and I used to be friends on Facebook, that is true, but, but he kind of, he, he, I think he he, 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 he he delisted himself from Facebook anyway. Oh, well. Because no, to, get DM, I, to get rid of him. At, I met because I first met I first met Ted Cruz um, my gosh it was uh, I want to say uh, uh, 1999 oh. uh, New, New Year's New Year's um, ooh, ooh. New Year's Eve, 1998 into 1999. Oh, that's nice. um, and this was before he was like Solicitor General or anything like that. Yeah. We were at this uh, con- we were at this conservative conference out in um, out right. in Phoenix so, and hung out for for a while. First but, of all, uh,
2: what an incredibly fun New Year's that must have! Been. Yeah,
0: <laughs> actually, you, you, you'd actually su- you'd actually be surprised because it, uh, it, it was it was it was all right.
5: Did he solicit you generally?
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. That was uh, good. <laughs> but the point was on 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 facebook there were these two guys one i went to high school with and this other semi random person who I'm, who I'm who i'm who i'm who i'm who i'm friends with and they decided to make a big deal um about this because people were laughing at this and the and the, the first guy the first guy says well t- uh, ted t- uh, ted was taking a well a, a well earned vacation you know sure. why, why are we criticizing him on this yeah. so then everybody decides to jump in, including our friend Tom, Tom, our friend, um, our friend Chris Booth, and some others. And the next thing I Boy. know, I've got this whole long, long thread of back and forth between these two guys who uh, are are going to go, uh, and 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 a lot of it wasn't just defending Ted Cruz. It's it's unfortunately where a lot of conservatives have gotten have gotten now, where you know if if um if there are some liberals or some others who are. Who are laughing or mocking um, one conservative? You know they are going to go dead They they are going to fight to the death um, and do and engage in whatever kind of whataboutism that they can that, that they can find. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm just thinking. And I said, look, this is a goddamn joke right here. It's supposed to be freaking. It's supposed to be. Hu- it's 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 humorous. And you uh, are trying well. to turn this into <laughs> yet another bit of the of the. Of the of the culture of the uh, culture wars, but one of the main lines from this this other this other guy—not the guy I went to high school with—but one of the main lines was. Well, you know um if he was if he was able to turn on the power grid, yes, I agree with you he should have been he should have been there, but uh, he's a he's a senator, that's not his job, and I'm right. thinking your job as an elected official is to frickin show up when you when your constituents um are in pain or in or, or in are or, or in suffering, whether you are local, whether you are federal, you have to show the f up
4: and I
3: think All right, even second rant
0: he, well and
3: and <laughs> to just add to that like. Literally, whatever you think he should have been doing, whatever it is that you think he should have been doing, it probably shouldn't have been taking a vacation. You know, like whatever it was. Yeah. He could have been doing anything, he could have done nothing, which is what he probably yeah. does most of the time and would not have gotten in trouble. Yeah. And like, to even more the point, the dude has worked really hard on keeping people out of Mexico. So like the irony, just like he just like leans into just being like, oh. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is why every time I get the opportunity to bring it up, the The character of Jonah Ryan from Beep is based on him, and once you
4: know that, you're like, oh.
2: makes sense. Yep. yeah. <laughs> it's a whole thing. You know, it, uh, <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to take a deep dive into into Mr. Cruz in a second, but I do want to just say, straight back to that that sort of like argument of like, oh, the defenders of like, what did you expect them to do? I think a more sinister thing. This is a belief I have, and I am someone I think who. I'm a little more moderate on these things like I recognize the value of private enterprise in some cases and particularly now having you know work for government there are moments where I'm like yeah I guess government's not always as efficient as it can be uh, but I am a big believer that uh, an acronym that I only knew uh, what it meant when I googled it now while everyone was talking uh, the good people at the Electric Reliability Council of Texas ERCO, <laughs> um, <clears throat> which is the private company that that manages the grid Part of, I think there is a, you know, part of why a government jobs that out is so that you can then immediately say like, well, don't blame us. It's the government, it's this company, even though you're supposed to be oversight of the company. And like, it's why does, it's, you know, you know, why, why do uh, manager, why do people in charge of companies put like a thousand people in charge of one project so that there's no actual power? And it feels to me like a lot of this, you know, I'm sure there are many, many well-intentioned you know people who were part of the decision making of putting a private company in charge but i'm sure there were other people would be like and then if this grid ever blows and the state is frozen to a standstill impossible will never happen it'll be their fault not ours and we'll all still keep our jobs and we know, have like- something like that
5: in north carolina with duke power it's yeah. uh,
2: it's not it's not great i mean there's been all
5: these problems with uh, largely environmental problems and and yeah, yeah it's that it's that perfect storm of it's nobody's fault where yeah. you know yeah.
2: And you're just like, well, get a get a different power supplier, except you can't. And it's a similar thing we have here in New York, where it's like just, and I'm sure it's true in other cities, I've just only full-time lived in this city, that like some cable companies only handle one part of town and some only handle the other. So it's like, if I don't like Verizon Fios, oh well. <laughs> Capitalism not, wins and,
0: again. And, and Duke's not even a power this year.
2: All right.
4: Oh, I'm actually <laughs> going to, if I may, Yes, take, please. Take the counterpoint on this one. Mm-hmm. Just
2: kidding. <laughs> 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 yeah. That, yeah. Hannah was about to be like, oh, first of all. Very good. ERCOT, a wonderful company that, coincidentally, I just started as senior vice president for <laughs> communications this morning.
0: ERCOT, which, 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 sounds, which sounds like it should be run by Disney. I, I <laughs> Let's go to ERCOT Power Center, kids.
2: <laughs> I, Disney would do two things. Rip off the people who work for it, but get you your goddamn power. They just cost here's a lot of lives but, of labor to do it.
0: <laughs> um, well, here, here is though um, one of the uh, I mean the 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 the, um, the, the enormity um, the enormity of the catastrophe that's going on down there is is only just uh, is only being fully comprehended. Uh, obviously, there's the, the 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 immediate power situation. So people were freezing in the middle in the middle of a blizzard. Um, the water situation, which is you know which is still which, which still may take s- several days. Um, uh, days, if not weeks, um, to get um, uh, to get to get back on online. But also, and this is where uh, this is where ERCOT um, c- comes in. Uh, you've got some people who ended up signing uh, up for this, um, and I don't even know what the official um, the, the, the official name of this is. But it's kind of a um, it's like a variable billing kind of um, a si- um, system. So, um, uh, yeah, we call it fraud in the North. Uh, well, it, it, it sort yeah. of, it sort of allows it, it sort of allows a power co- company to, um, you know, kind of gouge, um, uh, get, gouge, uh, some of the customers. So, for example, uh, somebody just posted on Twitter yesterday, yesterday, and I, and i and I, and I don't have any reason to believe that this person was uh, you know saying something that was outrageously outrageously false. Um, his uh, a relative of his uh, his usual his his average um, power um, bill is going to be is like you know three hundred three hundred dollars. Uh, he's anticipating his next month bill is going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of seven or eight thousand dollars uh, and uh, I, and I have a feeling that there's going to be um, a not inconsiderable number. Um, of people who are going to be in that. So uh, you, you know, just just you know, how a few years ago people were talking about you know going going bankrupt because of health bills. You're going to start seeing um, people um, going bankrupt um, because um, because of um, because of because of power bills. And so yeah, th- this this is this is going to be having this is going to have um, a, a, a ripple effect uh, that that, uh, that we, we haven't seen in quite, quite some time
2: we did see though this week uh a really what shouldn't be stunning uh new thing but because of the last 4 years it is uh the president of the united states who is joe biden uh decided that a state that did not vote for him and support him uh, should still be able to receive help from the federal government. <laughs> whoa,
0: whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa! Where is that uh, coming
2: from? It's like that's gonna be the weirdest thing of the next few years. Like even when he does stuff I don't like, I'm still gonna be like in the frame of mindset of like, but at least he's making a decision for what could be a plausible reason, like and not just vengeance. Uh, but, but, but but anyway,
0: Tom, Tom, yeah. I'm sorry though, I, I, I have to give, uh, I have to give some demerits to uh, the president. Uh, he didn't. He didn't go down to Texas and uh, toss sure. around toss around any paper towels yet. So Good Good ha- has he really become president yet? We'll I think see.
2: That's- we'll see. We'll get to that. But anyway, we ate our vegetables, so now we get to have our dessert. Let's talk a little bit more about Senator Ted Cruz of
0: Texas.
2: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just to really give all the minute by minute. This basically broke on Twitter because someone was on the plane and took a photo of him and posted it, that he was on their flight to Cancun, which, by the way, our pal Chip Chantry uh, had a great tweet about Imagine you know you've you've saved up enough money you've stayed home you've gotten vaccinated you've done all that then you get to you're like you know what family's safe we're going to take a trip to cancun and then you sit next to sit down next to the pool and right next to you is ted cruz <laughs> um, but uh so ted cruz you know it became and as we said like reports weren't sure because he had a mask on but like if nothing else i was like when people were, like i'm not sure exactly your point, Robert, like, Ted Cruz, like Donald Trump, is one of those people that, like, there's no one who looks like him. Like, this isn't, like, Chris Murphy from Connecticut. Google him. He's, like, he's one of my favorite senators. but He's one of the most generic-looking men alive. Like, you could literally, like, replace him with the, the man figure that's on a men's room door, and you'd be like, yeah, hey, there's Chris Murphy. Like, Ted Cruz looks very unique. He has weird hair. He has a weird... Eddie Munster appearance <laughs> like Eddie Munster Grandpa Munster. He got, the weird,
0: he, he got the weird mullet cut just yeah well that you see that's why people were able to identify him because he got that weird mullet cut yeah um, a few he weeks had that ago whole when when, when, look. Yeah.
3: When, yeah.
0: when impeachment when impeachment was going on people had taken some photos of him and showing that you know the, that, the, the weird the weird yeah. haircut so so when he's on the plane you you, you didn't have to look at the mask he like, said oh wait no look there's look there's that weird haircut
2: uh so anyway it was confirmed more or less over the course of that night and his, his staff confirmed it and early that morning uh he returned to texas announcing what i love about his statement first of all like a lot of people we talked about how he blamed his daughters and that's adorable but a thing that i love about that statement is like he describes as if it is an alien exercise the rest of us couldn't understand the concept of a family vacation <laughs> like, like he's like well okay so the weirdest thing happened the schools are closed and my daughters wanted to go away so i decided to take them somewhere like as if like we've the rest of us have never done that uh but you know yeah he basically you know the liked, rest of us have ever
5: gone to a foreign country to drop somebody off and come
2: back that's the yeah. big part. At least i yeah. haven't i was but... escorting them down he claimed it yeah. was just his daughters really wanted to go to Cancun. He didn't want to end up in
5: a take-in situation. He wanted to make sure they got into the hotel room, you know. Yeah.
2: Uh and so he he was like it was he yeah, his his and people have rightly noted though that in no his statement implies that he was coming right back, but he never explicitly said he was coming right back. Uh this was in the middle of and this also, and uh, his sorry, luggage,
3: he had like the luggage of a burlesquer. Like for yeah. one night, that's yeah. how much a burlesque takes. Yeah, not how much a person dropping off their kid's stakes. like yeah. he was ready for three sets he had three separate acts one of there. them required a giant boa he's gonna <laughs> have to fluff
5: it yeah like yeah that that's dude, the, just gonna
2: linger. yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> it's in my head forever
5: uh, <laughs> well you know, the, the weirdest thing about those pictures to me though is this i'm i think this is the only photo of ted cruz i've ever seen where he's not wearing cowboy boots He's instead wearing these sneakers. And my thing is this, when you, when you travel a lot and you go through security a lot, there is only one type of shoe that is easier on and off than a pair of cowboy boots, and that's the classic, like, Tom Tillis, no socks, just loafers. Right. Uh, but, like, my thing is, like, where are the cowboy boots? Where are your heaviest set right. of shoes on the plane? Don't pack them, Right and also no laces and this guy goes with the with the sneaker for that alone
2: furious it's almost like his whole thing has just been an act and he's not really a cowboy <laughs> but uh but yeah then anyway uh i yeah he basically like was like uh the statement is so like it's a step away from like Ugh, my damn kids <laughs> they, they expect me to love them uh <laughs> Which I think, independent of anything else, and, you know, we have talked about the moral side of this, and, and it's true, there is all those, like, part of me, and I'm going to say this is going to sound like a cynical joke, but, and it is, but also, like, I don't know, if I were a Texan, I'd be like, so Ted is gone, all right, plus, <laughs> bonus, good news, Ted Cruz isn't here to screw things up, uh, but yeah, he, he kind of framed it as if he was coming right back, but also bought his return ticket at 6 a.m. that morning, so I think he's lying, and I think he was planning to stay in Cancun. Uh, and he was outed because some other neighbors in the community uh some other neighbors uh, leaked some of the group texts about them planning to go away, uh, which I'm, you know, first of all, like I, there is part of me that's like, I, I can't imagine the other people on a group text with the cruises are good people. <laughs> like, like I can't imagine they're people I would like, uh, but on the other hand, I'm like, oh, you did your, your nation a, a, a service. Other thoughts, uh, you this, know, I want to make sure we this go, just right. proves that, no, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. this, this
5: just proves that Al Franken was right, though, right? Because the, even the people on Ted Cruz's group text, who you have to imagine he's on pretty good terms with, are turning him in, and Al Franken forever ago wrote, yeah, here's the thing you have to understand about Ted Cruz. I like him more than a lot of my colleagues like him, and I hate him. <laughs>
2: yeah. like, I think he said he likes him the most of the <laughs> like, set. yeah. Yeah, Lindsey Graham uh, you know, famously said, if you shot Ted Cruz in the well of the Senate with all senators there, no one would convict you. <laughs> Which is well, well, one of the, one other, of the, the two likable things that Lindsey Graham has done in his life.
0: Well, one of, uh, I remember uh, sh- shortly, after, uh, shortly after Trump was uh, 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 um, inaugurated, I guess, uh, one of the jokes going around was that uh, the smartest thing um, the smartest thing that Trump could do would be to, um, uh, to nominate uh, Ted Cruz to the Supreme Court because they would get, immediately get um, uh, 100%, <laughs> 100% uh, yeah. um, support in the Senate. Um, the only thing is that would have backfired because uh, the Supreme Court could have said, hey, well, wait a minute. Whoa, that's a little bit too much for us. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, uh, Hannah, your thoughts on, on Senator Cruz? abandoning his people in their time of need. And, like, again, I think an important thing, like, we can make fun of, but, Timory, you, you brought up a thing, like, we saw a lot of people push back. Dinesh D'Souza, uh, I believe, famously said, like, actually, he was helping because that meant he was putting less pressure on the power grid.
0: All <laughs> like, the worst people in the world.
2: Uh, uh, you know, uh, Sean Hannity rushed to his defense. What are your thoughts, Hannah? On, on t- Say it again?
4: He's a weak leader, and hmm. I really can't stand that. Not only is he, like, weak in the trajectory, like, we all try to make plans, right? We're still living in a a global pandemic. And let's say that you had had these plans for a while and there was something significant about it in your private life that the public doesn't know. If you're a leader and the freaking state you represent is going through a crisis, you don't even just pause and say, maybe we could reschedule or maybe you guys can go ahead without me. And then on top of that, you go, uh, get busted, lie, come back, he's weak.
2: Blame your daughters. Blame your daughters. (laughs) To take his argument plausibly, his plan was to escort them down, I guess for their safety, because I guess he thought like, hey, you know what, my wife and, and kids who most of the country don't know what they look like, would need to keep a lower profile. Me, a one of the most hated men in the country, <laughs> like, with them, in both the Yeah, in both countries. <laughs> it's, it's not like Mexico. God, God help him. Mexico's state. wild Canada. about Ted Cruz. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, well, well
0: no, it's 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 a it's a it's it's completely and totally um, re, um, uh, ridiculous uh, in the, in the, in the sense of uh, he had like. Um, uh, conflicting you know conflicting stories you know f- first dumping you know saying oh well the the, uh, uh, the 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 kids who wanted to plan the vacation and then and then the um, and then the neighbors uh, you know the the, the 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 neighbors dimed him the, uh, the the neighbors dimed him out which was you know just uh, was just was just absolutely um that's uh, was just part
4: of the story that's a little disturbing because i wouldn't want that to happen to me like somebody doing that that's not cool but like yeah he he's a liar so it was going to, yeah. the cat was going to get out of the bag
2: i have no, no sympathy i think that was the thing i was trying to say before them i have no sympathy for the Cruises, but when you read those texts like the neighbors know because they were like hey you guys should plan there's a good deal it's <laughs> like that's kind of a shitty thing to do to heidi Cruz, who and, has and been famously they... called ugly by the last president of the united states uh.
0: and and once again once again proving that um uh, y- 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 there was a fear i think there was a real strong fear that when uh, well, when Trump lo- lost and then finally left the White House, um, that the the, um, uh, the the writers of the reality show that we're all in right now was not going to have enough material. But they came up with a great twist with this with this Ted Cruz story. And by the way, uh, I mean, I thought this one was stretching it a little bit. But of course, the dog's name was Snowflake. I mean, come on! <laughs> I, mean, I mean, how can you go? I mean, that was just, ge- that was just genius. I mean, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, it's, a, um, by the way, I do have to give um, one of my, one of the best tweets, and I only saw, saw, that, saw this this morning, and I do have to kind of quote the whole thing. Um, Julie Roginski um, tw- tweeted this out. Um, I get it now. Ted and Heidi Cruz wanted their children to be safe, to have basic sanitary services <laughs> like heat and running water, to leave behind a third world apocalyptic nightmare for a safer place. Like so many parents before them, they decided to cross the Mexican border. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, which is- what I love
2: about, is, I, I love it about like, that statement right. is like he said, like, I can't get over him being like, well, the girls wanted to go on vacation. Like there was nothing he could do. And I'm just gonna point from a point of reference from my life. I remember, uh, so I'm seven years old and my mother said, like we've saved up money for a big family trip. And my mother said, Look, we can go wherever you guys want to go. And I know my mom wanted to go to London. And the two of us were like, let's go to Disney World. And we went to London. So, <laughs> guess what, parents? Don't tell me that your kids get over. I don't know how, but somehow I just remember being like, wherever you guys want to go. And I was like, I want to go to Disney World. Smash cut to the airport looking at two posters one for disney world and one for london and being like that castle looks more fun nope we're going to london I'm not look kids big about- ben parliament look kids I'm- big ben parliament i'm not gonna look, complain look- about going to london as a kid like it was some sort of travesty <laughs> a very privileged fortunate thing i'm more is saying- a
4: real castle i want to go to <laughs> yeah.
2: But it's the um, but, fact that like I can point to at least one parent who can tell you right now I'll call her up and get around this call like you could have just said no kids we're not going. Um, by the
0: way and yeah. just just one other thing Tom uh, and this goes to the point uh, that you're making about. Uh, you about, not it, about criticize it. my mother. No, no. Oh, this go, no. This goes to the point that you were saying earlier on. Uh, you know, uh, quoting you know, quoting Al Franken about uh, everybody disliking Ted Cruz. Uh, even though there were uh, there was a, this little pocket of you know atrocious people like uh, uh, Dinesh D'Souza and some others. Who wanted to um, do the whataboutism and you know well what can a senator do? Yeah. There were <laughs> what can he lot... possibly do? He's just a senator. <laughs> there were, but there were actually a number of people on the right and in conservative yeah. media who, uh, and many of the many, of, several of them on on Fox News. I mean, forget about Sean Hannity, but several others on. I mean, you know Jesse Waters, who you know was um, you ah, know Waters, Bill Bill O'Reilly's teenage sidekick for you know forever. Uh, he just, he said, wait a second, you know, this is, this is politics, this is politics on one here, you know, y- your home state or home district or whatever, there's a disaster going, the disaster going on, you don't go off, you don't go off on a vacation. I mean, it's just, it's just basic. Yeah. Um, 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 Byron York, who writes for the Washington for the Washington Times, also said something. In fact, on um uh, Brett Byr Brett Byers' show, he had his panel on. There was not one. There was there was not one one of the four panelists um, who was who was going to de- who was going to defend uh, who was going to defend uh, Ted Cruz on this. I mean, it's just uh, yeah. You know, it's been well, that it's while-
3: like. It's such a slam dunk to be like mad about this, but the 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 funny thing is like in terms of the things that Ted Cruz has done that warrant the entire country being mad at him, I'm not sure this is in my top ten. Right. And like <laughs> this is this is the nature of how this works anymore. Is like Well oh, you mean the, you
0: mean supporting you mean supporting an insurrection? You know, that's not that that's, <laughs> that's not fucking really that's in this week. I'd rather yeah. you go to Mexico. <laughs> not like, even not the even things, in 2021. In, in yeah. terms of scheduled
2: that vacation for the middle of the trial of the impeachment. This, <laughs> well, yeah, this guy is
3: like planning on running in 2024. Everybody knows this, right? And mm. it's like you know, this <laughs> this know will probably now. be the thing that sinks it, not oh, sure. his entire yeah, record, yeah. not him being a piece and, of crap for years, not him probably being the Zodiac killer. And
0: by the way, it's her. not even number. It's not even number <laughs> one. It's not even. It's not even number one of. Uh, awful things related to natural disaster involving Ted Cruz. Yep. Uh, in 2000, t- 2013, he tried to uh, he tried to block he tried to block um, uh, funding uh, relief aid, uh, congressional relief aid going to New York and New Jersey That's who right. were suffering suffering um, uh, after uh, after hurricanes after Hurricane Sandy. And then um, four years later, he's out there, um, t- you know, demanding. Um, Texas get money for Hurricane Harvey. So I mean and and this is why people hate Ted Cruz. I mean, forget it's not it's not about ideological it's not about ideology, it's just that he is an A A class a hole.
2: But I'd say, and also one thing that came up, I believe, uh, Chris Christie said this week that like Ted Cruz very comfortable making fun of Chris Christie when he shut for that time where he shut the beaches down, but still open it up for his family. Which, by the way, screw Chris Christie. But you know, hits this point that like you know, uh, justice for thee, not for me. Uh,
0: well, well, Ted, but, Ted Cruz and Christie, you know, had a had a big had a big fight over that um, over the, the Sandy Aid thing. So they so they 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 they, they, they go back a ways. Yeah
2: uh but uh, uh you know so speaking of uh <laughs> of right-wing luminaries uh <laughs> this week uh this week rush limbaugh passed away uh and to, to kick off this segment joe killian you posted this great story on facebook i'm going to ask you to to, to share now because i think it tells us a lot about about uh the late rush limbaugh
5: yeah well it's strange because when he died immediately people began messaging me and reminding me that in 2004, when I was a senior in college and editor of my campus newspaper at the university of North Carolina, Greensboro, um, I wrote a column just before George Bush, George W. Bush was reelected, uh, talking about how depressing it was going to be because he obviously was going to be reelected and that in our first two at bats, my generation had gotten George Bush both times. Um, and saying that, you know, there, there would be this enormous, uh, desire for all of us just to, you know, commit suicide. But we had to hang in there and, and, uh, you know, see, see these people out. And, um, the, I I don't, I, I, it's, it's difficult to remember a media environment wherein this would have been possible, but what happened was it got printed in our college newspaper, on our college newspaper website, and then it bounced around a little bit and the wall street journal ended up writing about it in, in what was then their best of the web feature. uh, Um, And they like
0: reprinted it, and uh, this James, James when James Toronto was uh, d- was was doing it probably he because he, he kept an eye on a lot of col- on col- college things here. Yeah. I think that's oh, right. Good. And so th- <laughs> then what happened was Russ Limbaugh read it and ended up
5: reading portions of it on air on his show on his nationally syndicated show and uh, giving this speech about how you know well, what are we supposed to say? We hope you do commit suicide, you know, and all this stuff it's these and, days. Yeah, and what happened was the, the head of our, uh, I think it was the head of our college Republicans was listening to this and like, <gasps> and called me up in my, I was a, it was an RA, uh, it was like the, the head of, our, of an RA uh, team uh, at the university. And he called me up and he said, Rush Limbaugh is talking about you right now on air. I heard you, I heard, I heard your, your name, Joe Killian. And I, and I said to him at the time, there's no way that Rush Limbaugh is talking about a column I wrote for the campus newspaper that's not happening. You've got it mixed up because Jerry Killian is the guy who's involved in the National Guard stuff with Bush. That's who they're talking about. And I just didn't pay it any mind. And then all of a sudden we got an avalanche of hate mail and threats and phone calls to the college newspaper, you know, telephone line. And I was like, oh, God, this is the real heads. Yeah. And, and, and I thought, well, that's, that's weird, but you know, that's the thing that happened and we'll get these things and that will go away. The next day I got another phone call. Cause he was talking about it again <laughs> on if, two days in a row, he was talking about this column from this college newspaper. And so at that point I got, the, I got the call. I turned it on. I was like, he is talking about it. And so I called up the show and I said, I'm the guy who wrote that. Does he want to talk about it? And they were like, hold on. And very quickly, they put me right through to Rush Limbaugh. And, uh, and Rush Limbaugh, is is so funny because this just, it pulls back, it, it, it is something that would happen to me for decades thereafter, which is that the, the some, some right-wing blowhard would read something that I read, be very angry, talk a bunch of shit about it. As soon as he was directly confronted with me, he became an absolute sweetheart. On the phone, I just said, I, I'm the guy who wrote that, you know, and he goes, oh, so you're, you want people to commit suicide or you think people are going to commit suicide? And he said, well, obviously it was a tyrannical column. I don't, I don't think that anybody's going to commit suicide. I hope nobody will. I do think people are going to be depressed and here's why. And he goes, you know, you're a very articulate young liberal. And, uh, you know, I'd like, he goes, I'd like to, I'd like to talk to you man to man if I could, rather than conservative to liberal. And in my head, I was thinking, no matter how much larger than me you are, it is still going to be man to small fraction of a man, but go ahead. Um, and uh, But I was on my best behavior and I was just like, yes, sir, yeah, sure. And he, he goes into this whole thing about how, you know, you have to let defeats like this put gas in the tank so that you're, you know, more inspired and you can't be depressed and you know, all of this stuff. And, and it, it was so like warm and like paternal that people on campus started calling him my uncle Rush. Uh, it was very <laughs> strange. Uh, for a long time, people were telling me when I wrote a book, I had to have a pull quote on the cover that said a very articulate young liberal, Rush Limbaugh. Um, it was if very he said, or, If
0: he said articulate young liberal, he must have thought you were black, Joe.
5: Well, he didn't tell me that I was also clean. Yeah, that's the. But, <laughs> uh, but it, was, it was very strange. And, uh, but the whole experience, what it did for me from then on was it, it, it let me realize that Limbaugh was essentially a professional wrestling character that, you know, that I, wasn't, I wasn't old enough and I didn't have experience enough yet to know that that exact experience would happen to me over and over again with mayors and senators and congressmen where they would be mad at something that I wrote and then they would talk to me in person and just absolutely turn to, you know, the, the warmest and most paternal
2: page, type,
5: yeah. type, of, type of person. But yeah, and um, it's very strange. But I mean, and this is not unusual in conservative. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's not unusual in any sort of partisan media but i mean we have a here in the city that i live in for many years we had a a, a weekly conservative uh newspaper and i was work, working for the daily which he thought was you know pravda and, he, he, and and so he he was very angry and he wrote very nasty personal things about me the guy who, who ran the thing and then a couple of times i just you know ran into him at a meeting or something and talked to him and he was just i hope you know i didn't mean any offense i just say these things <laughs> you know and it's it, that's exactly what it is so when he died it was like the death of like you know gorgeous george or hollywood hogan or something like it's just, you know it's just but unfortunately the problem is that his his enormous audience doesn't see him that way they think he's yeah. you know yeah. he's being sincere and that and, and that you know that, that this and he has this this outsized effect as as shown by you know trump conferring on him the yeah. presidential medal of freedom
0: yeah. and i'm going to say President if I, if
5: trump
2: I... came out of his of his of his uh early retirement to do a lot of interviews to lionize this guy in the state of florida as having the flags flown at half staff
0: for him. Uh, so. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm really glad. Uh, sorry to interrupt, Tom. Um I'm really glad though that 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 the that Joe, um, the Joe shared that story because um, for a couple of reasons. Um, I mean, you know, Rush Limbaugh was was never was never my cup of tea. Um, uh, however, you know, for people of uh, a certain a certain generation, you know uh rush from you know that late 80s late 80s to late 90s early to early 2000s was like I think you know the uh, the peak um, you know peak rush peak rush Limbaugh. uh I mean he, he always I mean he, he and um, um, uh, Al Franken said it on the air and then also ran a piece um, in the in the in the daily news um, either yesterday yesterday or today um, Franken, who you know his first really big book was um um rush limbaugh is a big fat idiot and other and other and other observations uh he, he said that um, uh limbaugh uh, just objectively speaking uh is one of the most um remarkable um broadcasters um okay. of his of his of of his of his generation uh there there's a certain kind of uh, skill set you have to have to be able to um, uh, uh, c- build up build up an audience and maintain it and, and, and keep that focus for the three hours or the four hours that he was on every single day. <laughs> and there's a, there's, a, there's a lot to criticize him and some really thoughtful conservatives like Peggy Noonan and Ross Duhart and so forth have t- have have talked about how he helped he, he built up a certain kind of a he built up a certain aspect of the conservative movement um, while at the same time um, contributing to the intellectual collapse of the of the conser- of the conservative movement um, at this at the same time however I, I tell you when i was working in in dc in the early in the mid 90s if i was getting in if i got was if i got into a cab um, between noon noon and three, uh, the cab driver in, invariably was listening to Rush, Rush Limbaugh, and it, it was not like uh, an old white ethnic guy. It was um, uh, Ethiopian immigrant here, or Asian immigrant here, or old uh, old black um, you know old black DC guy. He managed to. Get a get um, that working class um, when I went um, uh, When I went and visited my dad in LA in like 2007 or 2008 um, For for a few days, you know, every it, Noon actually that would be nine o'clock in LA he t- turning on and he's listening to I'm thinking my dad is listening to my my dad is listening to um, uh, to uh, to Rush Limbaugh, and it just didn't it just didn't click. So I mean, he, he as you use the phrase to give the devil his due, incredibly 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 talented, um, used his you know to flip around what I said earlier, um, used his you know used his skill in in a way um, that was not necessarily to um, the betterment um, of the broader um, of the broader culture, but you know you know you know so.
3: He I, was I incredibly say, incredibly Robert
2: influential. Ray, I want to say I think Robert's right. Men are the problem. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just
3: gonna say, like, okay, so like no one can debate this Sorry. dude's impact. Like, there's no question about his impact. There's no question about Pol Pot's impact. You know? Like, I I'm sure you can find plenty of, of people who supported the Khmer Rouge too, right? Like, but there is an objective reality. And that dude took every opportunity he had to pick on people who were less powerful. He celebrated the deaths of people from AIDS. It is a thing that, it is one of a rare thing that he later apologized for. The dude celebrated with like music. He took the opportunity to pick on like every woman who ever dared to get in the news for trying to get birth control. And like not only talk mad crap on her and would get this rain of punishment down on this random young woman. I mean, like the same thing Joe was talking about, like just a bunch of idiots, just all of a sudden are up in your business because they apparently have nothing else to do with their time. He had a megaphone and he used it for evil consistently. I can't name a single thing that guy did where he took this incredible amount of power and influence and did anything to help anyone but him fucking self. And I do not celebrate anyone's death, but let me tell you, there are times I wish there was a hell. And that's all I got to say about Rush Limbaugh.
5: Yeah, and the guy, you know, I think he really belongs in this. I mean, if, if it wasn't for the the incredible political harm, I think he did not only to, you know, the Republican Party, too, but to so many people who didn't deserve his ire. I think he would belong in a a category with Howard Stern and other people who are, you know, like obviously very talented broadcasters who struck a nerve and managed to have people listening to them both because they agree with what he said and also because they disagreed with it and just couldn't wait to hear what, I mean, I knew a bunch of people who were liberal who would listen to the Rush Limbaugh show just to get mad, you know, Um, (laughs) in the same way that I knew a bunch of people who were able to listen to Howard Stern and be like, what an awful pig, what a racist, what a, you know, and, Don,
0: uh, Don, I know. I, Don Imus is in, in the so, in category as
5: well.
2: Uh, interesting thing though, about, uh, about the Howard Stern of it all is like you mentioned, Timber, you mentioned that, you know, Rush had a rare apology for one thing. Like Howard Stern, if you listen to him nowadays, like spends a lot of his show apologizing and like actively doing work on some of the shit he said in the nineties, which I find very interesting. It's not really relevant here beyond the idea of like, like, exactly, I think a thing that frustrates me about Rush Limbaugh and, like, Joe, you hit on it here, is, like, the people who know that they're not really, that they don't really mean it, that they're not doing it for, you know, anything else than profit. Like, there are people in Congress who I'm, like, like, do I think Steve King is a good person? No, he's a horrible racist and should die. But I'm, like, at least at least he believed it is a weird thing. Like, I'm, like, at least, like, there's a difference. There's a, like, there is a conviction there of this terrible person. I'm, like, well, I mean... I hate him and I'm glad he's out of the house and I hope we never see him again but you know there it's a different kind of person than someone who's like ooh I can make a lot of money spreading this hate on these rooms."
0: And, and, and by please, the way I I th- I th- I, th- I think Tom, I think I know just quickly uh, and I know Hannah wants to get in but uh I I just um I, I J- Joe's um J- Joe's anecdote um from what I understand is not that uncommon uh th- there have been other examples uh, where Rush went after somebody that he and he was reading it, and that and that person called and that p- person called in, and 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 Limbaugh immediately started to you know um, you know melt and become you know m- you know Mr. Mr. T- Mr. Teddy Bear. The the comparisons between him and Trump, I think, are are very are very apt because they are they're both these you know blustering guys who uh, attack who attack others. But um, they can be, um, uh, they can be. Yep. flattered him by actually calling him, hauling him up and saying, hey, you know, why are you go- going off on of me like this? So, so I mean, you know, so you know, kudos well, to you. Know, and strangely, I remember I, I had to listen back
5: to it, which, by the way, you don't want to ever listen to anything you did when you were 21. But the, uh, I, I listened back to it because so a friend of mine sent me a digital file that he had of it. Like right away, he sent it to me, and I listened to it. And one of the interesting things is when I'm talking to him, um, I, I was very aware that I could make myself and my school and everybody look bad if I was rude. So I just tried to you know, be on an even keel and be polite. And he responded to that by telling me that he often will get people who call into the show and are rude to him or call into the show and lie about they, what they want to talk about in order to confront him or whatever. And I didn't do that. And so he knows that I'm a good person or whatever. And I just thought to myself like, this is all it takes is like a, 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 a modicum of like Southern politeness. And you know, and all of a sudden, I go from being "What's wrong with the left?" and this is how sick they are, to "You're you're obviously a very articulate young liberal." It was it was very strange.
2: Yeah, Hannah, your your thoughts on the late Rush Limbaugh? Um, which, again, I also don't celebrate death, but it's fun to say.
4: I'm gonna take the counterpoint here. Just kidding, <laughs> Just kidding and I do have something to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, call sign: Hannah Lecter, the Man Eater. Um, as somebody who loves pro wrestling and believes that there is a place in the culture for pro wrestling, for those amazing heels and those amazing heroes, it's pro wrestling. It's not in media that people consume regularly and treat it like it's their media Bible, if you will. Um, and I, uh, I don't celebrate death either. Um, I'm not hopping all over somebody's grave at all. It is, however, an opportunity to look at somebody's life and ask what that legacy is. What's that legacy? Uh, What do we learn from who he was, what he, the harm he caused, the uh, people that he inspired, however you wanna look at it. um, And how do we, how we grow or how do we change trajectory so people don't amass this kind of power and influence to have it to use to to harm people who don't have it.
0: I
2: think that's a that's a really good point.
0: Well, and and, and, and Hannah, just to, to piggyback on that, uh, the the pro wrestling um, the, the pro wrestling example is spot on, and you know, not surprisingly, um, uh, one of the things, one of the ways that Donald Trump. Um, uh, was able to, you know, rise as a part of the, as as part of the pop culture uh, was, uh, it, it was embracing um, pro wrestling and, you know, becoming be, be, um, best pals with Vince McMahon and he had fun. He um, Trump had fun showing up as the celebrity heel every now and then and the celebrity. Uh, it, so it is, it, it is, it, it is uh, part of. The, what is often not as seen as as big a part of the pop culture that uh, that a lot of people re- realize, and so I think there's an interesting overlap between uh, the rise of. Uh, conservative politics over the last uh, four decades or, or so and the and the simultaneous rise uh, and the simultaneous rise of um, of pro of, of pro wrestling and, mm-hmm. and Limbaugh. and, 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 and reality and so, tv and, and all that stuff re- yeah. Re- yeah but 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 uh, reality tv y- yes but um, th- 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 I'm putting that aside to a little bit the one I, the thing i'm pointing to and is something you mean you you made this as a joke before tom but i think there's i I think there's a sense about it where you said you know men are the problem i don't think necessarily necessarily think men are the problem but history might disagree (laughs) but 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 there is um but 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 there is an interesting uh aspect of the 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 popular of, of the popular culture that does appeal that does appeal to men, and mm-hmm. and how it then and how it exp- how it expresses itself um, in our in our politics, you know. That's that's why that's why um, that's why Joe Rogan, I think, is, is you know has become um, has become has become so successful. Who is not who doesn't do the who doesn't do the um, who doesn't do the Limbaugh stick. I think he's a little bit more subtle than that. But it does um, but, but it does resonate, I think, with some of the same audience. Yeah bald men hall
5: of shame Baldman men hall of shame
0: yeah <laughs> you know what you know uh, what i thought
2: about with limbaugh for you guys death. not a lot of good examples out there for you guys <laughs>
5: you no
0: know,
2: you know what i thought of with
5: limbaugh's death strangely with larry flint you know i kind of think that. Uh, oh. L- L- rush limbaugh is to william f buckley as larry flint is to hugh hefner you know it's like okay. there was a you know like th- these people are they're all doing the same thing but they're, they're but but Two of them decided of they needed to seem like gentlemen and like people who, you know, to, to whom good manners were very important, even while they were, even if sometimes they were doing despicable things. And other people were just like, you know what, people love it when I do this despicable thing. I'm just going to get really good at yeah. that, make it as despicable as possible and make even more money do.
2: I think uh, <laughs> what, what I've thought about a lot uh, the last few days, and I've shared this story, I think with Robert before I don't, I don't think I've shared this on the show. I've shared it on our show, but not on any of the recorded shows. But like, I always think back when someone dies, the night that Osama bin Laden that we announced Osama bin Laden had been killed, uh, I was out with a friend who an hour later got a phone call that their mother, who had been sick, had passed away, and so I will never forget just walking home, walking someone who was just shattered and, 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 and distraught home uh, while people were like in the streets being like, "Yeah, we killed somebody, <laughs> and so to that point like i 'm just always going to be and like you were talking to someone who you know, but for the, the grace of not waking up early in the morning, uh, was late to work and didn't go to Tower 2 on September 11, 2001. Uh, so, like, I, you know, I, I, all that to say that, like, I think, and I think back on it, I'm like, on the one hand, I don't begrudge anyone, certainly anyone who, like, lost someone on September eleventh for, in that moment, having that emotional response of, this person who hurt me is dead and I am happy. Uh, and at the same time I'm not going to partake and that was a thought I had this week where you know there was a sudden debate over how we should even respond to this person dying and on the one hand I'm like the guy hurt a lot of people I have a hard time blaming someone who has been hurt by someone for being happy when that person is gone and on the other hand there my thought was like dumping on his death is the kind of world that he wanted me to live in and I'm not going to take part in that. I, uh, I had the
3: exact same week in fact the the day that the rush died you know like a ton of people that i follow are celebrating and and i'm not going to begrudge him i'm not going to argue with that at all but someone else that i have been friends with for many years and worked with for a long time uh also died that same day and so every time i'm seeing these posts and i'm just like my emotional mood is a little existentially sad right now yeah and i don't no russia's family and i don't care about them i'm not going to pile onto it uh i just i don't yeah i don't want to contribute to that energy because like i I just i don't want to i personally don't want to be a part of it but yeah like there are there's definitely something to be said for like you can talk very openly about what someone is doing and what their impact is in during their life and that doesn't change when they're dead um and you don't have to celebrate anybody's loss i think like Karmically, that's probably not best practice.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it
3: certainly doesn't contribute to the culture better. But like, I still think we can be very honest. Yeah. You know, we don't need to like lionize anybody just because they aren't there to defend themselves anymore.
2: Yeah. And I think another thing that was interesting, you brought up the the that he on his show would do segments celebrating the deaths of AIDS patients. I learned that this week because I saw a tweet where someone posted it. And that person didn't, I mean, I don't think that they liked it, but they did not in their tweet offer a value judgment. They're just saying like, here's a thing that Rush Limbaugh used to do. And I saw some, someone respond with, now's not the time for that. And all I could think is like, what does it say about you that you could just be quoted directly And people are like, whoa, don't criticize him. (laughs) Not even like your exact words are just quoted and people are like, I don't know if you want to say that about him. What does that say about your body of work? Going back to the other point about, he is like, should be like considered from a technical ability standpoint, one of the greatest broadcasters to ever live. He was very good at it. And I do find his death sad in that I think it is really sad that someone who had, you know, that ability and that talent and that ability to like connect with people and motivate them would decide that they wanted to leave the world in a worse worse way than they found it. And that is. Incredible. I will. And just, and just I'm gonna go ahead, and then we're ending the show. Okay. Yeah. No. I will
0: just. I I will just say this right right now. You know, you guys. You guys are my. You guys are my witnesses. Uh, you know when the when when my time is up you know uh, hopefully it's a, quite a ways away but when my time is up um, if not if if not all of you and everybody else is not making a lot of bad puns about me i would be very very upset <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, I I would write by George, he's
0: dead. Yeah, that, that, that that's <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what uh, that, that's what I'm talking about. That's and on that note, about. we
2: will call it a week. For Robert George discussion.
0: finally laid in his grave. There yeah. he is.
2: <laughs> uh, um, finally laid. Oh goodness. Uh, with that, we're gonna call it a week. This was a great episode. Thank you so much for this conversation, everyone. Uh Timmery, where can folks find you online, and 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 see you next or hear you next?
3: Um, everything is at sexwithsimmery.com, so it's a clearinghouse for sexuality education of, I put up just fair warning, uh, porn on Mondays, so heads up on that. Uh, I also post links to things that are in the news, uh, my upcoming events, workshops, shows, and also information on DTF, the Daryl Timmery Fun Hour, which is the greatest sex education comedy game show podcast in the known universe.
2: Known universe, so who knows out there. Thank you very much. Hannah, where can folks uh, see your work next or follow you or whatever?
4: I am a bad millennial. I'm not on Twitter or if I'm on Facebook, I rarely post or on Instagram that much. But uh, occasionally you'll catch me uh, doing shows with Old School Sketch Show, uh, which I've, it's all virtual now. Uh, so just Google Old School Sketch Show.
2: Well, cool. and we'll drop a, a link in the uh, description for this episode as well. Joe, uh, where can folks follow more of your work or, or uh, et cetera? I am on Twitter at JoeKillianPW,
5: uh, uh, I'm sorry, at JoeKillianPW, and uh, my, my work is at NC Policy Watch, uh, ncpolicywatch.com. Excellent.
2: And Robert, where can folks find you out there?
0: Uh, you can um, f- find me on Twitter, where I am uh, just probably spending way too much time, uh, at, rob, uh, at Rob George, um, you know, come for the cogent political commentary, uh, stay for the bad puns, or vice versa. Uh, on, on, on Instagram, where I don't really post a whole lot, but do occasionally, um, it's rob george 29 because that's my age forever. Uh mm-hmm. and uh, you could and I my day job um is Bloomberg Opinion, which on Twitter is at B O Opinion. You can find my um my columns there as well as the columns of my um much uh much smarter uh, colleagues.
2: Excellent. Thank you everyone and I'm Tom Brennan. You can find me on Twitter at Brennanator, on Instagram at Brennanator Graham. Uh before we go, just want to quickly uh say a quick shout out. Uh learned on Friday that uh the People's Improv Theaters uh, East Side location, uh, the Striker Theater main stage, and the Underground Theater are closing down. And we started the show in the Underground space, and uh, then ended up doing it in the Striker, which is a beautiful theater. And now we do it from our bedrooms. Uh, that's a pandemic for you. Uh, it was a great opportunity to start doing our show there, and uh, we're very grateful for it. I'm very grateful for all the the good people who work there uh, and who did work there, who we got to collaborate with, and. Uh, uh, it's been said many times in the social media but repeated enough you know a community is not a building or any one person in that building it's a whole group of people and we know all of you will keep doing amazing work and we will look forward to working with you all again soon uh, again. and on that note uh thank you as always to declan Chowdy and Jordy belair for creating the electoral dysfunction eagle thank you to kevin scott for creating our show animation thank you to joanne harris for doing our theme music. Thank you, Ned Thorne, who helps me put these together every week. That is it for this week's Electoral Dysfunction.